Kentucky Politics Weekly. I'm your host, Trey Watson. And uh, yet again, as you know, the lady folks tend to do. She's going to kill you. Poor Abby's sick. We had to last week, especially when half the podcast was about making fun of women. Yeah. <laughs> I sleep with one eye open, Trey. <laughs> Abby's not. Abby's feeling under the weather, so it's it's once again a guy's podcast. It's uh, when, me and Jared Smith here. Jared, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. When the cat's away, the mice will play. Hey, ooh, it, and uh, Jared, and I, I'm Bo. I'm currently consuming a 21st Amendment back in black, and uh, Jared's got a little blends going on here. That was not purchased at the House of Bourbon. No, definitely not. Uh, not it, 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 it was, in fact, not brewed and, and produced in Amsterdam. But uh. <laughs> well, cheers, everybody. It's Friday. I hope everybody's staying safe out there. I know the west part of the state's getting hit pretty bad. It yeah, looks like Louisville. West, west part bad. Uh, Lexton. Fine. They nothing. canceled school because it rained. It didn't rain that hard. No, it did. Well, I mean, it rained pretty hard the last, about 3.30, but, you know, well after the release for a lot of schools. You know, it, it seemed to me, Jared, that, that today's cancellation was kind of, well, we didn't have snow. We got days. We might as well just, like, take a Friday off. That or they, the forecast, they were told that, you know, the high winds would come when the kids are on the school buses, and that's just a recipe now, for disaster. I, I will say, Todd Burris, who I think sometimes listens to the podcast, that founded the uh, Let Them Learn Fayette County Facebook group, he did post in the group that he had heard from some of his contacts inside of uh, the Fayette County school system that they were under some pressure from the city, from, uh, from, from city uh, uh, emergency management and... Uh, other other branches to, to cancel school that they were worried about the weather. So, but but again, that came last night. Weather forecast changed rapidly. Yep. It's you know, I as a parent, I'm always frustrated when they cancel school unnecessarily. But you know, it, I'm also not Jim Cantore here. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like. Well, I mean, I just think you know when they originally gave earlier today that it was going to hit Central Kentucky between two and four that's just prime putting kids on buses and uh yeah you're right though we didn't have a lot of snow so you know they didn't even they make it nti day i don't know if they did or not no no it was, so it was, it was a, a true full day i did text my son who's a sophomore told him his generation was soft though for canceling because of wind yeah you know it, it reminds me of god it must have been 2013 or 14 because i was living in, in the house of ron barberry and they canceled school because it was too cold that's and, a but that's they, a funding question. That's because they don't want to run the heat. Well, no, well, no, for they, that they, length of time. Well, what they said was they canceled because because it was too cold in the morning for the kids to be out at the bus stops. But then my favorite part about that though was they did that. This was in like December, and then in we got a late cold snap and snow, and they ended up exhausting their 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 snow days and they had to send kids to school on two days that were colder than it was when they canceled because they had canceled because it was too quote unquote too cold like they no. just say the heat bill for this day is going to be ludicrous we're not doing it well once once again we've i pitched in the podcast multiple times multiple times we need to adopt damon thayer's bill that school should not begin before labor day 
and should end before Memorial Day. You gonna, is, you gonna let the Chinese get ahead of us? There, there, there is there, there. It has a fiscal note attached to it. It is, it is a it between the money made on tourism in Kentucky and the savings on air conditioning. Yeah, it is, is. It's, it's like a positive five hundred million dollar uh, a bill. I don't know why we have not adopted it. We that that is a must pass bill to me. Uh, you know that's. Anyway, that's my rant on that one. We got you're, you're not done with rants, though, right? You oh, got, you oh, got plenty yeah, for today. Just a warning: we got okay. a lot of rants coming up today. I got a lot of stuff. I'm. I got a lot of stuff that's grinding Festivus, my gears. Festivus has come early to the podcast. I got a lot of stuff that's grinding my gears. Um, let's <laughs> let's let's. We're gonna start with the with the less grinding stuff, so that I can save time to to really bitch. Um, let's start with the, with the, with the with the trans stuff. You know the. Uh, House bill is at four seventy. Four seventy passed this week. It, you know, Jared, I, I continue to have issues with this. Just as a Republican, and as a more importantly, and, and, and people that have always asked me, I've always, always said since I was a teenager, I've said I'm a I'm a constitutionalist. I'm a strict constructionist first, and a Republican second, and. As a strict constructionist, I continue to have issues with the, with the government telling people how they can and can't live their lives. And now, like we've talked about on podcasts previously, um, I, I have problems with both sides of this. I think Kim Mosier said it very uh-huh. well. Yeah, I was, was going to com- yeah, compliment Kim, Kim, her. Kim yeah. Mosier said specifically, why can't we just ban the, sur- the surgery itself on minors and leave it there? Um, everything else that's that's out there, there are professional license boards of licensures who are equipped to deal with people who uh, treat trans kids inappropriately. I, I, I just I, I continue to have problems with the way that my party deals with this situation. I feel like we that the party has has achieved a win on abortion, so now we've got to find some other way to rile up the social conservative base and for whatever reason they decided that trans children should be where they should go with it and i i I have i have issues with this i I have issues with it from a constitutional standpoint i have issues with it from a moral standpoint this is i i am very uncomfortable with where the party is at on this issue currently well i just goes back to I think some people in Frankfurt are confused what the phrase limited government means. And it's kind of like limited government here, but no, not that way over here. But I'm going to approach it from a different angle. I, in this session, all about parents' rights. Right? We hear parents' this rights. Not parents' a, this, rights. It's not a, this, this well, about taking away that, parents' that's, rights. Thank you. That's what I was getting at. This is anti-parents' rights. Yeah. This actually removes the decision-making process from the parents. So I think that's horrible. I think the idea of, of going so far as the, the puberty blockers and stuff like that, I mean, that's the reason the bill failed in Wyoming. That's the reason it's being challenged in courts in the other states that have passed something like this. I just implore the Senate to not not take this bill up. Um, I, I would implore the Senate to, to amend it, to eliminate all parts of it except for the lasting service. Here's the thing. All the hormone blockers, all the med- medical, the, 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 the pharmaceutical uh, procedures that are, that are applied, those can all be reversed, stopped or reversed at some level. Correct. The surgical is the one that can't. And as I've said many times, that's, that's where my issue lies is with the surgical because 
you that that is one thing where if you're dealing with 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 a child who you come to figure out when they turn 21 or something that it was a phase and not and not true gender dysmorphia that that's a bit it's so but i think parents know that i yeah. think parents know when it's if it's a phase or I, like if the parents agree that the 16 year old i agree i agree and, and and but even like jennifer decker had somebody testify who who said you know my parents were bullied into having me have the surgery well, then right. those are shitty parents but ban the surgery, ban the surgery. Ban the surgery for anyone under the age of eighteen. I am fine without with that. parental consent, or what? Uh, I, so you're just, so you're just banning the surgery period under the age of eighteen. I'm fine with that. I I, I think because here's the thing: you can still, as long as you're doing the hormone blockers and all the other stuff, you the the surgery will have a the, generally the same effect once for, you know on when they're seventeen and three hundred and sixty three days versus when they're eight when they're eighteen. It, the surgery will have the same general effect as long as all the other hormone blockers and other pharmaceutical remedies, but pharmaceutical remedies can be reversed. The surgery cannot. So let's ban I'm fine with banning the surgery until the age of eighteen and then, you know, moving on from there. But all the other stuff you again, I I've said in the podcast lots of times, I I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor. My wife is. I'm not a doctor. I'm. A, I'm. A, but I am political, and I'm involved. I'm. I'm not qualified to get in between a patient and 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 a doctor. There. There. There are some things where we as a society have deemed unacceptable, and I. And I think if you took if you took a poll, looking at public polling numbers, the vast majority of Americans believe that. Gender reassignment surgery for underage people is is generally unacceptable. Gender reassignment surgery for people of age is okay. All right, so let's 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 put the barrier there. Let's set the barrier there where the majority of America falls. And I, but I that's not but that's not what they passed. No, it's it's not. No, that, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping the Senate will will amend it to bring it into a line in alignment with where most of the country sits. Well, I just want to thank Representative Kim Moser. I thought what she did on the floor and her, her and, 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 nuanced and, and, stance and don't, was... Don't forget, was don't, forget, don't forget Ken Banta and Stephanie Banta Deeds, and who, Stephanie who, Deeds. Who, who both broke with the party and voted against it. Well, I know Moser caught some heat on Twitter for some of her colleagues, so I just wanted to, to thank her. No, uh, and as you know, Trey, we represent the OBGYN Association, and they absolutely. have, they have um, very strong feelings on this. And it's just such a slippery slope when you start legislating penalties for doctors you know first it was a felony now it's an automatic license loss so like i mean but why would people come medical school here if we're gonna keep doing this so just i mean in full disclosure you know uh and and also just quick i remember a time when the kentucky medical association and the pediatrician society and the obgons were all against something it didn't move yeah and it moved this time you know and so the kma came out against it a whole came out against it uh, your buddies the hospital association stayed neutral, which I thought was, eh, I mean, it's, you know, it's, but, but uh, to, to, and, and they're, if this this isn't an issue that deals with them. Like they're they're, they're not. It, it, this isn't a hospital. This is a this is a physician issue. It's not a hospital issue. No, sir. But you know the medical uh, you know association came out against it, and for some and, reason, and, but, and, you know, and I'll say you know Kim Mosher, um, she's someone who I, the, the group I'm a member of the Dad's Ready to Doctor is a esteemed group <laughs> Facebook. We, we actually have given Kim Moser an award because uh, uh, for all the work that she's done her husband's a, a, a physician he's mm-hmm. currently had the, had the KMA which you know who, who else better to have a 
finger on the pulse of what doctors believe on issues like this than someone who's married to the KMA. I agree. Like, I agree completely. You know, but, I mean, people will accuse her of bias because of that, but it's not bias. It actually gives her a better point of view of what doctors think. Yes. I mean I, I, I mean, I was, I was I just, I thought she, you know, we're starting to see a little bit, and I think this is because of the caucus is 80-20. We're starting to see certain uh, members of the majority caucus acting ways that we haven't seen before, and I will get to that later there, on. There, but. There's an article I will really want to read, but it's blocked behind a Gannett paywall on Cincinnati.com about, uh, about a schism in the Campbell County GOP, which I will say for my entire time working in Republican politics, dating back to, in, in Kentucky, dating back to when I first worked for the party in 07, Campbell County has been a black sheep, bastard child. They've always had crazy people involved in local parties. Isn't that where one of the guys They're, went to jail for um, sexual uh, human trafficking? There was one of Trump's, um, he endorsed Trump in Campbell County. Was that, uh, was Jerry Gearing a, a no, I don't think that was the sexual human trafficker. I, I don't, oh, no, yeah, I, I remember who you're talking about. I, okay. can't, I can't remember his name. But he yes. was Campbell County, though, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but they, they've always had a, a crazy, like, that was a, that was a, a Ron Paul-centric heavy place back in 08. <laughs> like, they've, they've always had a breed, a, a crazy going on up there. Uh, I, I really, really want to read that 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 story in the uh, in the Cincinnati Inquirer about the schism in, in the GOP in Campbell County because that didn't shock me. They've always been full of bunch of bunch of nut jobs up there. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, going down my list of stuff here: transgender bills, cancel school. Uh, Mayor Pete was in town. Uh, Sherman Brown. I'm sure was there because he was. I can confirm that. You, no one loves a second place finisher oh, in Democrat don't. politics more than Sherman Brown. Why you gotta bring Martin O'Malley into this? It's, it's you know, if you tell me that Sherman was like a Bruce Lunsford endorser in 2007, I'd, I'd, I'd totally believe you. You know, if you're gonna finish second in the Democrat primary, Sherman Brown is for you. I love Sherman. <laughs> But <laughs> it's if 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 you're betting on like if you're betting on like the British betting sites on the on the on the finishes <laughs> of Democrat primaries, yeah. figure out who Sherman supports and, and bet somebody bet somebody else or or bet, if you can bet him to finish second, go for that too. <laughs> <laughs> but Mayor Pete was in town. Uh, uh, he was what Blue Oval. He was in. Uh, he was in. Uh, uh, at the Blue Oval site, yeah, Blue right? Oval yeah. site in, in Hardin County, which I guess means this will not, in fact, be the Zap battery plant. It, it will actually get built, which is good. Hey, all right. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you built the battery plant. It wasn't Brady Industries. Yet, yet, no more that. Yeah. That Russian steel mill just rolling over there in uh, Boyd County. <laughs> I mean, I, I do love the Zap battery plant. <laughs> what, um, did that that up in Ann Arbor? Is that right? I think I think that ended up in Michigan. The, the, did, Zach, the Zach plant. Oh yeah, is that the E Town one? Yeah, that, 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 that was originally yeah. supposed to be where this plant is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Where where Larry Hayes was first trying to make his money, and now he's been able. By the way, that's he he got a what he, he got appointed to something good the other day. The arena the arena, yeah. uh, arena board in Louisville. Yeah, the arena board. Yeah, Larry. Glad <laughs> to see Larry, Larry, I need some tickets for Bruce Springsteen. Glad to see Larry Hayes continuing to cash in because uh, your light flickering. We are a little flickering here in the. Uh, the good news is we got a generator, so if the power if power oh, nice. goes, the uh, the uh, the podcast will continue on. 
Thank God. Thank God for the for the gas generator. So, um, uh, and Jared, any notes from Mayor Pete's appearance today? Uh, I did not catch it. I'm sorry. I was busy watching what happened in the state house today, which we'll get to. Which we'll get to, and um, you know, and advising clients and whipping votes. And so, I missed Mayor Pete. I apologize. Um, I do think he's one of the smartest people in politics in the world, to be honest. You know, I have a newfound respect for Joe Biden. Because you feeling he, okay? He somehow <coughs> his two heaviest competitors for potential renomination. He saddled one with the border, <laughs> with an un- unsolvable and unwinnable solution problem. Correct. Saddled one with that, and the other one he saddled with the United States transportation infrastructure, which in the <laughs> old the, and decrepit <laughs> the two years in which he's in which he's been in office has suffered massive failures at air at the air travel level, at the port level, at the rail level, and at the highway level. So, like, I, you know, kudos to Joe Biden on the political level that he has <laughs> successfully kneecapped both of his biggest competitors while seemingly giving them higher profile positions. I mean, it's just. Well, it's, a, it's a hell of a. It reminds me of. It reminds me of when Bob McDonald and and Bill Bowling over in Virginia cut a deal. You know, uh, McDonald was AG, Bowling was lieutenant governor, and they both want to run for governor. And uh, McDonald said, ah, "Bill, I'll cut you. I'll, you run for reelection as lieutenant governor, and I'm going to make you a czar of job creations. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to be great." And so Bowling was like, "All right, whatever." Yeah, so he ran for lieutenant governor. Right for an election because you, you, Virginia, you cannot secede yourself as governor. But right, can, it's only one term. You can secede yourself on the down ticket offices for oh, lieutenant cool. governor or or AG. Well, so then King Gentile ran for uh, attorney general, got elected. Bowling ran for uh, attorney uh, for lieutenant governor, got reelected. Bowling ran for governor and, and won. Well, Bowling was the guy, kind of like Trey Grayson used to be with the Republican Party here. Where he was everywhere. He was at every single party event. You know, if there was two Republicans gathered, Bill Bowling was there. I, I love Bill. His, his wife, I love him. love his wife. They were always great friends with me when I was working politics over there. Well, the problem was the the the, the present that Bob McDonald gave him, making him the, the job creation czar, kept him tied down in Richmond in <laughs> meetings and... and and think tanks and doing stuff. Kind of hard to campaign when that's going on. Well, guess what? The Attorney General King Guccinelli suddenly became the guy who was at every single Republican event. Yep. And King Guccinelli also focused on flipping the Republican State Central Committee because in Virginia you can actually choose how you nominate people. And Guccinelli flipped it from a from a primary to a, a convention, and Guccinelli got the nomination uh, for governor four years later because he got. Sucked, bowling got sucked into a a job that had you know responsibilities. I I, I think Biden, uh, whether he intended to or not, wisely <laughs> has screwed over his closest competitors by having them in jobs that actually had responsibilities and they have underperformed. What can he do to Gretchen Wilmer in Michigan? Make her president of the Pistons <laughs> or the Lions, the Lions or the Tigers, eh, Tigers or the Lions. Red Wings. Lions, the Red, nah, Red Wings are winners. I haven't been recently. No. <laughs> uh, move, moving on, uh, Jared. This week, Lauren Bobert, uh had to had to. Issue, uh, I want to make sure I get the wording correct. She had to issue a vocal, uh, vocal of denial that she is in fact not. An escort paid to please Ted Cruz. 
Please. I, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it point blank. Because I thought it was a very, very specific denial. That's, that, 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 that's, that's the weird part, is that it is incredibly specific. And Ted Cruz? I, but to be fair, he did kill Kennedy. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, his dad did. And, like, his dad killed Kennedy, and he's the Zodiac killer. So he is the Zodiac killer. Yeah. He also runs a Cancun when things get rough. Lauren Boebert, contrary to popular belief, I've never been an escort for Senator Ted Cruz. Says that at Turning Points, whatever the f- weird sites are that you all watch. Um, yeah, so. Very specific denial. Um, we all say there's always a little bit of truth in every uh, if, every if one of those. If so if, if it's not Ted, who is she? There's uh, smoke, there's fire. <laughs> there's some smoke on that one. Speaking of smoke, Lauren oh, Everett. Um, so, by the way, CPAC. Speak, speaking of insane people, it, CPAC is going on this. I was going to say the crowds look a lot smaller. They look a lot smaller. I, you know, remember CPAC was was first kind of came to prominence during the days of Reagan, back you know with the Republicans. You know that I'm. That's where McConnell held the eighteen twelve rifle above his head. Yeah. Right. All right. Yeah. I mean, that, that's like the you know the world the world that I'm the Republican world that I'm part of. You know, Rick Scott uh, spoke yesterday and and got applause uh, talking about how he, he he had he had the guts to take on Mitch McConnell and we got sunset the Air Force. We got we got to take we got to take this out. I, I'll be honest, Jared. I could not think of a more miserable place on earth to spend time <laughs> than CPAC. Uh, Matt Schlapp uh, and his wife are currently both being sued by a former by male male campaign staffer for Herschel Walker. A lot of, whenever I read stories, I always leave out the fact that he's male. Uh, that they always say Matt Schlapp is being sued by a former campaign staffer for Herschel Walker. For sexual harassment, he's being sued by a male campaign staffer for Herschel Walker, who claims that Matt Schlatt put his hand on the, on on the staffer's crotch and tried to massage a little bit there. And then the wife is including lawsuit for calling the staffer and threatening him not to talk to the uh, media. The cover up is worse than the crime. Yeah, I well, I don't know. not in this case, I but think, I think both are bad here. Yeah. Uh, uh, I C- saw C- that. C-Pack, C-Pack, C-Pack. I will say, even dating back to when I first started working in Republican politics in 2002, 2003, CPAC to me was always known as the place where unemployed Republican staffers and college Republicans went to go get drunk and hook up. Like that, that it is, you know, in the last 24 years, it has never been known as a place where serious people go to do work. It is, it is a place where. College Republicans and unemployed slash unemployable people go to get drunk and fuck. That's what's that's they that's what CPAC. They don't is. have spring break. Spring break yeah, sounds way is. more fun it's, than it's, CPAC. It's, it's. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather be in Mexico than yeah. than um, in freaking Dulles. <laughs> I did see uh, was a Serb Gorka. I believe that's uh, his name. Yeah, he's he, a worthless person. He also. he kicked it off with I think four people in attendance when he Woo! spoke. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know CPAC. I don't know. It, I mean, it, Donald Trump Jr. told people there are golden candy bars under the seats, and they'd get a meeting with Trump. Well, his wife's selling gold now, right? Of course. She's, she's, she's in the market selling gold and silver. I mean, she's the Trumps are basically like QVC now. They always have been, though. 
They, I mean, they, they have been. They're, they have re-embraced their roots. They've they returned to their roots. <laughs> returned to the roots. You know, you got, you got to buy the, the, the Kimberly Guilfoyle gold and silver. You got to buy the Trump, Trump NFT. I mean, we're, we're, we're returning to the Trump roots of, you know, Trump The Trump steak. steak the Trump, Trump water. Steak, Trump water. Trump airlines. QVC, man. You, just, you, get, you, get, you got, got to buy in. Got to buy in. Goodness um, Let's see here. Uh, what else I got in my list? Uh, what else you got? Oh, uh, let's see here. Let's talk about. Oh, what do you want to talk about next year? Well, all right. Do we want to go on rants yet? Yeah, give him a rant. The, the uh, audience has been waiting. All right, let's go on a rant. All right. So I tweeted something the other day about about the about the uh, uh, about the, the the transgender bill. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull it up on my Twitter right now so I, I can read you the exact verbiage I tweeted because I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I had some Republican friends of mine text me who were not happy about it, but I'm not ashamed. So to, to this quote from my friend at, at Michael Frazier, and Michael Frazier said, what are we going to do when people are leaving the party because of this issue, referring to the transgender issue? Uh, I suspect that's why we're seeing a large number of third-party registrants in Kentucky. I can't help but see it from an emotional standpoint. But as, uh, but as a political strategist, it infuriates me. So I tweeted this quote from my friend Michael Frazier makes me think of something uh, Grover Norquist used to always say: "The GOP is sustainable because we're the Leave Us Alone Coalition." More and more, that's no longer true, and I wonder what the breaking point is for the party. I, you know, Grover used to always come into town. Grover was really good friends with uh, Kathy Gornick, who used to own Theo Audio here in town. Uh, I love Kathy. I saw. Uh, a couple of months ago, she, she, her property that she owns out right next to Red State Barbecue, uh, they have a big arena built there. You know, her daughter Dawn owns uh, Newton's Attic, and they had they had like a. Uh, and there goes the power. Oh, we're still recording. We are still the recording. Pa- are we still recording. The power just went out here. Looks like we are. Interesting. No, oh, we are. Now it's back on. <laughs> Uh, I think we're still recording. It's just the 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 uh, the monitor's gone out. But so anyway, uh, Deal Audio, you know they uh, are uh, they sold Deal, but Kathy's still very involved. She's very libertarian, and she's been very good friends with Grover Norquist. And uh, Grover, she used to have Grover at her place out of Nandino all the time. And Grover used to always talk about we're the Leaves Alone Coalition because you know at the end of the day, for for Democrats, you got to look at at the world as a pie, and eventually. The pieces of pie go away, and there's Democrats left wanting pieces of pie and fighting over the last piece. Whereas Republicans, they don't want a piece of pie; they just want to be left alone. That increasingly, the party is 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 getting away from that. So anyway, someone replied to that tweet because it got retweeted by BG Politics and, and Linda Blackford, a couple other places. Somebody replied to that tweet and talked about how they left the party. After January sixth, and they're proud of it, and they're not a part of the Republican Party anymore. Ah, Here, good job, Martin Luther. Here's what I will say: If you're leaving the party right now, you're a fucking quitter and a coward, and I hate you. <laughs> the reason that the party's in a shit place right now is because fucking cowards left the party. This is a country that is a two-party system. It's enshrined in our laws. Ballot access, campaign finance, accessibility to data. When you talk about running for office, there is not a, a true option 
especially in a state like Kentucky. There's not an option to run as a third party. It's not going to work out. It is a two-party system. So when you leave the, the Republican Party or the Democrat Party for that sake, if, if you believe the Democrat Party has gone too liberal, it's the same story. When you leave the party, you're a fucking coward. I will never leave the Republican Party because I am a Republican. I believe in the, in the founding principles of the party. And I'm going to stick around until somebody kicks my ass out because it's what I stand for. And when it comes to ballot access and all the other issues, there's only two damn options. And I know I'm not a Democrat. So I'm going to stick around and try to make sure that my candidates get nominated and my candidates that I prefer in the Republican primary are the people as the standard bearers of my party. It's very clear and very obvious. I don't like a lot of the current people that are, re- that are representing my party. I'm sticking around and I'm fighting for, for the people that I do like. But it may, every time one of you fucking cowards switches parties and leaves the Republican Party to be independent or Democrat, that's a win for the extremists. It makes the country and the party and our state worse. Every time one of you idiots leaves the goddamn party because you're mad at somebody. Stick around and fight for God's sake. It pisses me the fuck off. That's my rant. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) That was a good one. Uh, Yeah, I don't really have much comments on It sounds like you all got some issues to deal with there. But but his journey in Kentucky, I I have to imagine it's it's somewhat of a similar problem for the Democrat Party. That you... People who leave the Democrat Party because they're mad about the fucking squad. But I don't think that's indicative of just Kentucky. I think it's nationally. I mean, independence is the largest growing yeah. registration. Well, no, no, I think I think it is. But uh, you, you know, know, so I don't think it's just a Kentucky problem. I but, think. It's, but but what I say is, I, I think in, uh, for both parties, it's a problem because again, ballot access. And access to data and access to donors. But the money in politics is on the on the extreme sides. There's it, not a big moderate. No, no, it's, bunch it's, not, of money. it's not. It's not the extreme sides. It's on the it's on the party side. And but right now, both parties are on the extremes. If if there is, if but that's what I'm saying. You can't win a primary because the money is where the extremists are. If there's a winning bet to be made in the middle, then people will, will bet the money in the middle. But as people, as as the moderates leave both parties, it means the parties move to the wings. And so, when you leave your party, if you say, "Well, I'm sick of these Republicans," or "I'm sick of these Democrats," and you leave the party and you become an independent, congratulations, you just fucked everybody else. Because guess what? You leaving the party is not going to cause the parties to drive back to the middle. It's not going to cause a more moderate candidate to get elected. In fact, it's going to be the opposite. It's going to cause more extreme candidates to win, more extreme candidates to be nominated. Every time somebody leaves either of the two organized parties, only results in more extreme nominees. It dilutes the primary pool of voters. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's bad for the country. And here's the thing. When you leave the party, you're being a, you're, you're, you are being selfish. It is a selfish action to say, well, I'm going to leave the Republican Party. I'm going to leave the Democrat Party because I don't like something that somebody said. You're being selfish. That is a selfish action because you leaving the party abandons everybody else to the extremists. And every time somebody does that, it gives the extremists more power. It, you may think that you're somehow being 
standing on principle, whatever. No, you're being selfish and you are hurting everyone else who is going to have to end up voting for the nominees on these two parties. It is a well, it is a selfish action because of the way that the that party that the party system works in this country. We yeah, haven't, but I think you know it's a perfect example of what happened to Sal and Ed Massey in their primaries in the House last 6% year. Six percent turnout. I mean, you know, those are great. They were great leaders. Yeah, and they got six percent turnout in, in in their primaries because people because people left the party. The the people who who would have supported them left the party because they're mad about Donald Trump. Well, guess what? Them leaving the party fucked Ed Massey and fucked Sal Santori and fucked Adam Koenig. So congratulations. Pat yourself in the back for fucking leaving the party because you hate Donald Trump. You just fucked everybody else. So the the end result of this rant is you're a goddamn coward if you leave the party. And you're not like me. And you're sticking around trying to fix the fucking thing. (laughs) Stick around and fix it. Join me. I encourage everybody to join me and fix the goddamn mess. Don't be a pussy and quit. All right. That's rant number one. You feel better? You feel better? Not really, but... I mean, marginally. There you go. (laughs) There you go. We got, well, I got another rant coming up. No, nah, let, let's let's face it out. Um, lights flickered again, but so far so good. But yeah, we're 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 we're, we're flickering here. Um, I'll tell you what, Jared. Let's take a break real quick. Um, I, I want you to I want you to talk about your 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 movie uh, that you, that you've got. Uh, the one that we just found out is finally available. Yeah, uh, talk, talk 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 about your movie real quick about. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, Sherman and I, early on, we did this probably 2016, 2017. We went down to Peru to help shoot a movie uh, for a very talented Peruvian-American writer-director named Alonzo Losa, um, who we've since hired to write other stuff for us. He uh, had an amazing script about gentrification in Lima, Peru. And about also how the old way makes way for the new way. It is told through the stories of the dying mother and the no good uh, adult son who just leeches off the family's money. And we go through this journey of of um, skyscrapers being built in Lima and gentrification and tearing down these old beautiful homes and putting up cookie cutter skyscrapers told through this family story. It went. Uh, it's been on five continents. It's been over thirty some film festivals. It's probably one of our favorite projects that we've done. It's called The Restoration. It is on Tubi for free. That's the app T U B I. It's called The Restoration, and I really hope people will check it out. It's probably one of the most complete films that we've worked on. Uh, Grasshoppers is good. A Violent Separation is good. Those are some of our projects. But I really think you all would like it. Um, and I'd be happy to hear any feedback you have on watching the movie. And if you like it, please tell Tubi that you do like it. Uh, so it'll stay, stay around longer. And so and that's just something that Sherman and I really like to do is work on these films and get things going and moving. So it's again, it's the restoration on Tubi. Grasshoppers is on Amazon. Uh, and A Violent Separation is on Amazon. So help a brother out. Yeah, and you know, uh, remember, we're doing this podcast as a public service here. Nobody's now. If you would like to pay to advertise in the podcast, we would certainly accept that money. But <laughs> as of right now, it's a it's a public service. So you know, if- I do this so that at the end of the day, I hope everybody realizes that we all agree about seventy percent of the stuff, and we let the thirty percent divide us. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, you know, I've talked about the podcast many times. When I first started this thing, was 
coming to the party, uh, you know, I was I was paid to be a prick. You and did I, a very good job at it. It's, it's, I think you and I got in a Twitter fight in 18. I'll be honest, Jared. I get so many. Some people, it's hard to it's hard to recall. Uh, you, you know, it, I, I've said many times that job at the state party was the most fun job I will have ever have, <laughs> and the best I will ever be at a job. Really? Because it will combine like all of my skills of like professional wrestling style promos <laughs> and, and generally being un, uh, intentionally unlikable like it, it, it combined because I, I always told people you know I went to lunch with Matt Jones yeah and and Matt said Matt said you know I said why do you have to be such a prick all the time on Twitter and I, I said I said well man I said so that's my job I said my job is to is to be is to be a wrestling heel you know, my, everybody else has to be liked. Everybody else has, and, 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 you know, elected officials, candidates for office, they have to be liked. I'm the one guy who could say all the hateful, nasty, horrible things that you, that you want said about your opponent that no one else can say because no one's ever going to vote for me. As long as I go home at the end of the day and my wife and kids love me, that's all that matters. <laughs> and so, and, and, and I am, I really embraced that role. And man, it, it was, it was fun as hell, man. It was fun. I loved it. Uh, and and I, I don't know that I will find something else that was more fun or that I was as good at. But man, it was it was it was a it was a blast. But you know, it also eventually weighs on you. Like you know, you can only have people. Pr- like you know, I got to the point where I was nervous, especially like when my youngest or my oldest went to, started going to school, because that was also this, the time when I decided. You I know, believe you sent at that time your oldest to a pretty pretty liberal school. No, I mean, is I'll, that when you were at Providence? No, no. I've always sent my kids to public schools. Yeah. They, oh, okay. They, yeah. No, I've never sent my kids to private schools. I thought school. you sent the kids to Montessori. My no, bad. No. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I, and I had to tell them, like, listen, you know, if, any, if, if anybody ever says anything about your daddy, you know, let, let me know. Because I was, <laughs> I was legitimately nervous about somebody figuring out that, like, you know, because I was, all, that was just, of course, there's also the time where. Matt Bevin's in a fight with every teacher in the entire state. Oh, yeah. And I'm paid to be the one person who, even though he's got his own damn comm staff, which for some reason they wouldn't speak out for him, I'm the one person who, who was paid to, to defend him. I, I, I had to tell my kid, like, you know, if anybody says anything bad about your daddy, make sure you let me know. Because <laughs> I was going to have to go raise hell if somebody was, was trying to somehow, you know. Of course. Fortunately, it never happened. Um, because you know most teachers are good people and they just want to teach, teach school and uh, anyway, it's you know the, the, this podcast has been a great way for me to remind people, hey, I got opinions, but man, I get along with everybody. <laughs> By the way, I, I do want to take this opportunity to thank Adam Edelin and Edelin Resources for uh, Edelin Renewals for sponsoring the Eastern Little League T Ball Pirates. I took it straight out of Piper Smith's. I was going to bring I the mean, check today. I mean, we can we can have bidding war if you want. <laughs> no. we, can, we can get into a bidding war. Yeah, we, we we can we can uh, we we can always have extra money for for uh, for t ball balls and for, <laughs> for extra 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 BP time. Uh, Knight Shamrock did uh, sponsor a little league baseball team in Germantown, Louisville, last year. So, yet we want the kids to play. We want the kids to play. Um, <laughs> Speaking of baseball, Speaking of baseball let's talk. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's talk pitch clock. So. <laughs> Uh, I guess there's no, there's numbers out. Uh, I saw today earlier 
Uh, you know, of course, they have they have a new pitch clock in spring training that's going to be in effect during the entire Major League Baseball season. And batters have a clock too; they have to be in the, they have to be in the box. And, and there was one game like the first day that it happened. It was a Braves game where it the, the game ended on a batter like bases loaded. The batter didn't get in the box in time. And <laughs> strike three. Strike three. <laughs> strike three. Uh, in the game, you know, I'll say this as, as a former college pitcher and as someone who worked very fast. I was a very fast worker. Uh, I always believe fast work ad- ad- advantages the pitcher. Um, I-, I think that's why batters were taking so long to get in the box. I have never, never, never understood the pitcher that took more time than necessary to take. I I understand the batter, and I've always felt, if anything, honestly, the batter clock to me was more important than the pitch clock because if, I think it was the batters that started the. I mean, if you look back at the history of hitting. In pitching, it is it is the batters who started the dance. The pitchers, for whatever reason, expanded it. But it's always been the batters that started the dance because pitchers, if pitching is a, is very much rhythmic, and the more of a rhythm you can get into, the better it is for you as a pitcher. The harder it is for you as a hitter. Um, I've always believed it was it was the the batters that started the problem in baseball. I honestly think convenient they, for being a pitcher. Yeah, I, I honestly, <laughs> yeah, I hate batters. And of course, I've, uh, you know, this is also from someone who is, is still angry and frustrated that uh, after my sophomore year of high school, I never actually got to pick up a bat. I, I've always hated the DH. Fuck the DH. The DH sucks. It's unconstitutional. It is unconstitutional. It, 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 it's you know what it is. I've always said this, Jared. It is welfare. <laughs> you, you're it, if you believe in the DH, then then you're a liberal. Because you be, you believe you believe poor pitcher poor pitcher can't help himself. We need to have somebody come in and hit or, for him. Or or and hear me out. People like better hitters hitting long balls. No, no, it's it's it's, pe- no, pe- no, it's people who no. believe who believe somehow the poor right, pit, here's, the, the poor pitcher need poor pitcher needs relief and help. You pitchers need to pitch like Nolan Ryan did, and not you know have a pitcher for every inning these days. Give me a break. Yeah, pitchers need to throw more innings. Throw a ton more innings. Don't get me started on load management in the NBA. I'll start. I, I, we'll get to I, that later. Although I, I will, I will say this. You know, I do think that there is a change in physiology where, and, and it's and it's a bad thing where people are becoming more specified, uh, more specialized, and it's 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 not it's not good. I, I, honestly, I put a lot of the blame on on parents and on early. Life sports. College coaches say when they go to recruit, they look for kids that play multiple sports. Yep. When 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 I when I when I was in high school, um, I played baseball in the, in the spring. I ran winter track. I played golf. I played basketball. Uh, you know, I didn't play fall ball. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I couldn't play fall ball because I was playing football. I, I but was, I mean, I had baseball, football, track. I was spread around playing playing different sports. I was a hundred meter dash. Just kidding! I was shot in discus. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were. <laughs> shot in discus. I was a modeler. I was a modeler. Wait. Yeah, my, my, my all time low was uh was five oh six for a mile. Abby does that thing where she runs like for like twenty six miles. I think your wife does the same thing too. Oh we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're we're bound for France in in about oh, wow. three weeks to run the Paris Marathon. My wife. Oh, fancy! Wife I will not be running the Paris Marathon. You just sit there, drink red wine, have a baguette, be, and cheer. You're running real good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're taking. Okay. All right. We have a large tree down in our yard. So, well, um, we, you want to just blast through these things real quick? Yeah, let's let's, let's blast through them real quick. Um, 
<laughs> I guess the biggest story that, they, that we've been saving to get to is the vote on the gray machines. Oh, boy. So, we're taping on Friday afternoon. Uh, there was a vote earlier this morning on the gray machine bill that uh, sponsored by Killing Timoney. It came to the floor. Now, usually, usually, especially with an eighty with an eighty member caucus, if you're bringing a vote to the floor, you know the you know you know the conclusion. the the bill The bill is has the votes to pass because you don't want to embarrass yourself or your members by having a vote and a bill that's going to fail on the floor. Correct. Well, this bill came to the floor. There was a very contentious vote to suspend the rules to introduce a committee substitute, which I think you know. I, w- I was not in the General Assembly. I was following on Twitter. Um, and I think re- a lot of reporters uh, correctly assume that, uh, that, the, that, v- that that vote was probably the, the end result vote. To, su- to suspend the rules, introduce the new, the, the, new uh, uh, the, the committee substitute. That, that was probably what was going to end up being the end vote. Well, that was not correct. There was then some debate in the bill. A motion by Steve Doan, uh, a freshman member who uh, beat Adam Koenig, to uh, to table the bill. Um, I was texting with a the, the deeming with a former member of the legislature who remained nameless, but has been around for 30, 40 years and around General Assembly politics, and they could not remember any single. There's there there are. 50, 60 uh, moves to table bills during the... I mean, the, especially the minority party moving to table a bill is, is not it's unusual. Common, it's, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's it's a usually unsuccessful drama-creating Yeah, it's, it's time-wasting, trying yeah. to slow down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the member I was talking... The former member I was talking to could not remember a single time ever where the where, where a motion to table a bill had been successful. So I asked OG lobbyist Bob Rowland. He was there when they built the place. Um, he said he's never seen that since he started in 1980. So shout out to OG lobbyist Bob Rowland, by the way. 34 years. Yeah. Yeah, 34. So I mean, that's a long time. That I I, I cannot recall. So the question now becomes. Was this a insurrection from the members, or was it bad vote counting from leadership? Because at the end of the day, leadership's got to be blamed for it. And I, it, trust me, there are no stronger defenders of David Osborne, David Mead, Stephen Rudy than me. I love those guys, but this was a failure. And I, you know, was it what were they lied to, or were they bad at counting votes? That's the question that that, that comes here. Uh, well, I don't think they're bad at counting votes. You don't get into those positions by being bad at counting votes. Yeah, I mean, we're. I think know, the call's coming from inside the house. We're we're getting some intel. Oh, that, pun. Huh. You know, Sorry. we're we're getting some intel that you know we're we we don't like to be sneaky on the podcast, but at the same time, you know, we're we're I guess at this point have become pseudo journalists, and we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Abby's the only real journalist. I just think if you look at the vote board, which has been circulating, it's a very interesting group of people. It's a, it hits and a, it hits most of the Dems stayed out. So Rachel Roberts, at her first real big job as being a whip. Wow. Here, here's my question. 
I noticed Chris Fugit's name is one of the people who voted to table. He and, gave a big long speech before down. Yeah, and and and, and, to, and to legal and to base it to essentially legalize this form of gaming. Well, who's who's Chris Fugit's brother, Jared? Uh, he's Jeff Fugit. Clay's, I believe that's Clay's Pastor, Mill, Pastor Jeff Fugit, the, the the most vocal opponent of any any expansion of gaming. Especially sports gaming. So let me say this. Let me say <laughs> this. Right, I actually like Chris, but go ahead. But I'm, go I'm, ahead. I, I like Chris as well. I love. I, I was. I was at RPK when Chris won his first election. Oh, by the way, how awkward do you think the RPK dinner is tonight? Oh, it's gonna be very awkward. <laughs> but you know, I was there when Chris won his first election. Chris, Chris, Chris I, I consider Chris a friend. Did you work on that election? Uh, 2016 was the party. Yeah. Right. I mean, work work on it. This is you know. Yeah. And now all says he 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 beat a very good friend of mine, and I had to, I was on that. I, 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 was on I, that I had I had to call Fitz very I worked, early on I and, and, say, and say say Fitz, I love you, brother, but you know what my new job is, and I apologize in advance for anything that may happen. But man, I, I you know it's my job, and and yeah, yeah. And, huh. and, and Fitz 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 there there are few better humans in the state than Fitz Steele. I just saw him uh, this week in Frankfurt. It was I, awesome. I hadn't seen him in a while. I love. Fit steel. There are few few better humans, and he and he understood that. Man, I, I was doing a job. Like it, it was it was my freaking job. He, he well, I know you all said flip or we're going to beat you. Yeah, he, he he understood, and he didn't flip. He he understood. Um, and that's that's to his credit. But here's what I'll say: is, dude, you're you're Chris Jeff Fugit. Y'all hypocrites at this point. You just voted to expand gaming, and you're going to cast a vote in the future to. Opposed sports gaming, and that that is hypocritical. That is that is that is a hundred percent. Hold on, I can see I can see you ramping up, but I think Chris brought that up in his floor speech. He said, "This you why why do we have to make this decision?" He didn't want to make the decision because the, he's then he said they're going to vote yes on sports betting next week. Well, so well, I hope that still stands after what happened. Okay, but. great, great. You're 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 that is great a great thing to say if you're not an elected official. It, you're up for a vote. You 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 have to vote on this. Yeah, yeah. And he was given a choice, and he voted to expand gaming. So therefore, but I, it wasn't I, just I, him. There was there there, <laughs> there there are many other opponents. There was plenty other rebels opponents of sports gaming who voted to sustain the legal the, the quasi legal status of of these great machines. What so, if it wasn't about great machines? I, I mean. Here's what I've always hated about that that thing. Uh, I I love when I was at the party. My favorite thing was when a Democrat would vote on principle against a bill that they that they would they they were going to vote for on the floor, but they voted against a bill in committee on procedure or whatever. You know, I, I was the one guy. I don't think it ever been done before. I used to I used to spam robocalls out out on out on members when they would when they if they voted against something on procedure and committee. I remember that was it was an abortion bill or something. I remember we hit James K was one for sure because James K then bitched about it on the floor that we hit him with a robocall, but but he voted against it in committee. Like he, he and he said, oh, "I'll probably vote from the floor, but I'm against it because because of the procedure." Well, fuck! You voted against it. I don't care why. the The record doesn't show why. I'm gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit your ass. The robocall and, and and let the people know you voted against the committee. So, like, you know, you can't you can't be like, whoa, 
uh, you know, it's, it's, it's on a procedure, blah, blah, blah. No! You're for gaming, you're against it. And Chris Fugit just voted for gaming! Chris Fugit voted for gaming! So, Jeff Fugit, I want to know where you are, Pastor Fugit. Are you with your brother, and you support Graymish? You support me going over to the Richmond Road BP... And, they have one out there? And then, fuck yeah, where, oh, I, where, I, go, where, I, go, where I go buy my daily raising I'm forms. stop by on the way home. Did, Jeff Fugit, do you support me going over to the Richmond Road BP and playing the gray machine? Or do you support, do, do, do you oppose gaming? Because if you support me going over there, then why the hell can't I vote? Why can't I bet on a damn NBA game tonight? They're, they're the same damn thing. Don't be a hypocrite. That's all I ask members of my party. Don't be a fucking hypocrite. That wasn't even on your list of rants. That came out of nowhere. Oh, it was. Oh, it was? Oh, okay. No, it says right here, Gray Machine Rant. Oh, that's right. That's it says it on the agenda. All I know is Jeff Fugit said Catholics aren't real Christians once, so I'm curious if he's changed his mind on that or... Yeah. So, anyway. I, I just... Yeah, the hypocrisy bothers the shit out of me. I, I, I don't... I don't understand how people can be up there and make these equivocations. I don't understand how people can vote against something that they're for. But there are great machines all through Fugit's district. There are, and 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 you know, and we had we had Ryan Underwood last week, and he said and that's that shocked me that people were making thirty fifty thousand dollars a month on this off these things, and that's huge money. But they're not legal. That we don't have we don't have we don't have slot machines in Kentucky. I, I just. I, I struggle. I struggle with with. Uh. I, I I think I think Representative Fugit was in a tough place, but I don't, it's part and, of it's part of the job. And, I understand and I, that, and I don't mean to single out Chris. I was gonna say there's plenty of other people you take I, shots I, at. No, there, there are plenty, and I, I again I would say I love Chris Fugit, and I don't mean to single out Chris. I mean I do a little bit because his brother is the most vocal opponent of sports gaming, which is something you and I both support. Correct, one hundred percent. His brother is the most vocal opponent of it, so you know I, I single him out for a purpose, but it's not because of Chris personally. That's I, I I don't understand the the how people can take these positions and then. Bend over backwards to to take opposite. It's just like how you pass two bills about parents' rights and then pass a bill taking away rights from yeah, parents. Yeah, I, the, okay. I mean, the, 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 there's just there's so much hypocrisy, and I and I struggle with it. And and it's you know, but again, I'll go back to, to my first rant in the podcast, Jared. <laughs> At the same time, I ain't leaving the damn party. I'm I'm here to fix it. I'm not here to leave it. I'm here to fix it. You, you know, Republicans who disagree with me, you have to kick my ass out. I am here till I die. I, I am I'm going to be here to try to fix our party to remind our party that that the Republicans are supposed to be the limited government small government personal responsibility party and you know would have we gotten away from that absolutely uh, but somebody somebody's got to stand up and be the standard bearer what what do you think is gonna happen next in the, in the majority caucus in I the house I don't know you know th- this is this is always I'll be honest, Jared. I, I mean, it seems like it's an episode of secession. When when, <laughs> like, when when I was still at the party, my words of encouragement to them when it came to redistricting were, "Listen, y'all, I'd figure out a way to give the Democrats about five seats back. You cannot manage eighty members. Nope. 
I always said about 70 was the sweet spot. We needed to figure out a way to give a couple back. And it because here's the thing. A, you could you could look magnanimous in redistricting and say, hey, look at how the Democrats fuck Republicans over for the last, you know, 30 years. And look, and look, now look. And look, and look at how magnanimous they're The map in 2012 was, yeah. Oh, do you remember the first map? I do. The, my favorite, my favorite. The was, Bowling Green one? My, bowling. No, no, no. My favorite was Marie Raiders oh. that had Jackson County... One side of the road over to Rockcastle <laughs> County. <laughs> it was a fucking like barbell. <laughs> well. But you know, my, I, I told him, I said, you can't manage eighty. Give the Democrats back two or three seats in places you don't care about, and have a caucus of seventy, seventy-four that you can manage, and you know you can you can pick your members better. And you're you're going to be able to have a caucus that you know what you're going to be able to deal with at eighty eighty four. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. And my predictions come to come come to pass. Like we have a caucus now that that leadership can't manage. It's too big. I mean, Jared, you could legitimately have what in most can't road funds fix this. I mean, like. That's what Patton would do. I mean, yeah, they, they, they ain't much of Lonnie Napier's up there. You can't be, I mean, Lonnie, shit. You can just be like, you'd be like, Lonnie, we're gonna be, hey, we got money for a stop sign for you. I'm on board. <laughs> I mean, you didn't, have, you didn't have to give Ronnie, Ronnie like a, like a, like a highway. You could give him like a, you know, stoplight. You're good to get a little guardrail. Well, that'd be interesting. I, I, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, you know, Abby's upset because it's only my second year lobbying, and I got to witness that live. So, um, she's been doing it for a while. So, it, it just, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes, man. You know, I, I suspect this bill's going to come back. Um, I, I suspect that if they, if they were to have dealt with this gray machine bill on Monday instead of today, it would have, it would have passed. I, I think, you know, you have members absent because of weather that I think the bill would have, would have passed had those members had been there. Um, I, I don't know what happens now that it's it's been put up for a vote once and failed. Yeah, I you know I, I don't know how that failure affects it. It's 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 up it's up for grabs. Um, so anyway, I, I think that's all we got for today. Yeah, I, I think you got some. Yeah, um, apparently have to go down and cut a tree off the driveway or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to see what what. Let's exactly, get the chainsaw out. Yeah, what exactly is going on out, out, out in the yard? Uh, as always, you can Kentucky Politics Weekly Machine Podcast. Give us an Apple Podcast. Give us a review, and I will say uh, we've gotten a, a, a bunch of interest in potentially doing a live podcast. And uh, uh, I, I believe we're gonna look. We're gonna look at fancy. I think right. we should look at Hillbilly Days too. Uh, what, what's the date on that one? I believe it's in April. Depends when in April, because April's packed. Because you know, I gotta go. To, or my, my, for those that don't know, my wife is running the Paris Marathon, so we gotta we got a week. To, I'm, in, I'm in Paris, but uh, we, we, we can figure hey, that. Hey, we'll do out. the podcast in Paris. I mean, I'll fly over. <laughs> I did once do a Renee Shaw's show from Connections from uh, Old Edwards Inn in North Carolina. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, with with with, Col- with Coleman. Uh, I, was, I had my podcasting women with me. <laughs> Didn't remote from there. Well, no, but, I hope everybody's safe. But at the, at the very least, yeah, we're, we're looking at that. Uh, I hope everyone is safe. Please have a, have a safe, happy weekend. And we'll be back with you next week on another Kentucky Politics Weekly.